8 to 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 61 degrees in downtown Boise. 606. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in on a Wednesday morning. I, I like this time of year. We got the uh, report there from the uh, weather forecast saying that we are going to see more thunderstorms. Yeah. Possibility this morning and later this afternoon. I don't know if we're going to see new lakes and rivers being formed like we did yesterday. <laughs> man, oh man, it came I, down. I slept through that yesterday. Did you really? I, I was taking a nap, and I missed the entire thing. It's so... De- Debbie called me up, and she says, did your did the house shake just like it did down here? And I said, I, I doubt it. I don't know. It's so weird how it was so hit and miss. So yeah. I was driving home yesterday uh, about 4 o'clock, 4.30, between 4 and 4.30, and was on I-84 coming into the Flying Y. Yeah. And it was just... Pouring like my windshield wipers could not keep up with how hard the rain was coming down. And I drive a couple of miles more, I get to Meridian, and it hasn't touched Meridian at all. Like the roads are completely dry. Mm-hmm. I get home and I start uh, seeing social media posts from people showing flooding in downtown Boise. And I'm like, this is so weird how <laughs> hit and miss it was. Um, because I mean, there was like a foot, two feet uh, of water in in some places and flooding throughout. Was uh, it just kind of like the flash, flashy area? Flash flooding, yeah. Flooding, it just yeah. Wow. But uh, like I said, in some areas, it was coming down so hard. I tried to get a picture of it, but I wasn't rolling down my window as I was going over the flying line. Probably wise overpass. Um, they have little drains that keep water off that overpass, and that thing was. Coming, I've never seen it come down uh, as heavy as it was coming from that drain dropping down below, which was also ca- causing flooding on the f- freeway down below because it couldn't drain fast enough mm. uh, between the rain that was coming down and how much was pouring out over the drain on the uh, overpass. But just very, very weird. Didn't last very long. And like I said, uh, I think it was basically over South Boise, maybe Southeast Boise is where it hit because I, it had I had nothing when I got home in Nampa, right. so it never touched Nampa. And like I said, even driving a mile, mile and a half towards Meridian, as soon as I got to uh, where the uh, golf facility is, the new golf top golf facility is, mm-hmm. roads were completely dry. Hmm. So it was really, really, really hit and miss. But kind like of, I said, it started to make me wonder if it even hit my neighborhood. Yeah, I, that that you might. Might not have. It might not have. You may have got. You may have heard the thunder, or maybe that's why you didn't wake up, is because it wasn't that loud where you were at, where Debbie was working. I'm guessing, right at that time, right? When I mean, yeah, I, I have a tendency to be slightly louder than the thunder. <laughs> so, but you're you're right. You may not have uh, noticed it because it it did. Yeah, she was. Where you were living. She was down here. She was in this building. Yeah. Working. So and I think she, it was, and she said the whole building just shook when there was thunder. And some of the flooding that I saw was uh, in some of the areas uh, down around Boise and mm. North Boise. And so who knows? Well, I I don't know if we'll see that today, but uh, quite a bit of it came yesterday. Phone lines open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll continue to talk about the debt ceiling. Uh, the bill cleared a key procedural hurdle. To advance to the House floor, which is expected to be late today, maybe this evening, when they uh, take a vote. 
Rules Committee advanced a debt ceiling bill to the floor late last night, clearing a key hurdle. The panel voted, barely passed 7-6 to six to adopt the rule which governs debate on the legislation. Republican Representatives Chip Roy of Texas and Ralph Norman of South Carolina joined all Democrats in opposing the rule. But it does pass, so now they can begin discussion on the House floor, like I said, today with a vote expected sometime Have you later today into tonight. Checked out many of the details? I've started. I've started to see some of the details. It's, um, it sort of. It sort of seems like the president didn't give up much, and and, it, it, and that's. I mean, you got a lot of, like uh, with. I think with the uh, the IRS, he was going to fund them eighty billion dollars, and he backed it down to seventy billion dollars. Yeah, which is still the biggest funding they've ever had. Right. Um, you also one thing that people are just well, not all people. One thing that supporters are just screaming about Mm -hmm. on the Democratic side is they are pissed at Biden for allowing people who took out loans to have to start repaying them. Oh, the uh, the college uh, the college loans, yeah, student loans. He is it, it. It began in March of 2020, and he has extended it time and time again. Here we are in 2023, and later this year, if you took out a student loan for your college you haven't had to make a payment since 2020 uh you better start making plans in your budget uh to start paying that back because that is one of the things that he did agree to or just start you know getting ready for the phone calls again (laughs) now what does this mean this this only means for those people who have not had to make a payment for the last three years. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start making payments again. This does not affect Biden is still trying to get total forgiveness for up to $20,000 in student loans. Right. So again, I don't, didn't I don't he, know. Again, that didn't end. No, but it may end anyway. That's why, uh, yeah. that's why they didn't negotiate it on it because the Supreme Court has already heard the case. We are just waiting now for the Supreme Court to make their official ruling on whether or not you and I get to pay for other people to not have to pay their student loans, which is really crazy because that's one of the talking points that Democrats, um, the speaker for uh, Biden, the Biden mm-hmm. administration, has said all along about the debt ceiling, This is these are loans we agreed to take out. When you agree to take out a loan, you must pay that back. And that's what we're doing by increasing the debt ceiling. Well, let's take that same talking point and use that to student loans. You, uh, you agreed to take out the loan, so now pay it back. I saw Biden last night, and I saw McCarthy as well. And, uh, you know, Biden had said he was not going to negotiate at first and then ended up negotiating well, on the debt ceiling. And uh, McCarthy said at one point, he said that was sort of a victory in itself just to get him yeah. to negotiate. And then somebody asked, you know, Biden, they said, well, did you hear that? You know, why did you even say that to begin with? And he said, well, that was the idea. In other words, tell them you're not going to negotiate at all. And then no matter what they get, they think they won something. Which I think they did. Which is kind Which of I think, I playing think with your head a bit. Everybody can say that they won on this thing and everybody can say that they lost. For instance, there's so it's a, a perfect deal. It's a hundred billion dollars <laughs> in clawback of COVID funds that have been unspent. Hundred billion. Yeah. Now that that you would say, hey, that's a huge win. 
Unfortunately, there's another hundred billion yeah, that was go. not clawed back mm-hmm. that's unspent. And you could have said, why don't we claw all the, the emergency is over. You didn't spend these funds. Why are why are you holding on to funds you didn't need? And why are we letting you keep them now that you yeah. don't need them and there's no emergency? Because you got a little something and we got a little something. There you go. Um the other thing that you can tell that there was a win, and that's military spending. And this is a perfect example of nobody is happy. Republicans um, are extremely, well, some Republicans are extremely upset that there's been a cut to increase in military spending. And Democrats are pissed because there's been an increase, an increase in military, in military yeah. spending. <laughs> they wanted no increase. There's been a small well, that's increase. Better. So everybody is pissed off, so that means it's a good deal, right? I mean, that's that's been something politicians have done for years. They tell you they're going to cut back on something, and what they mean is it's not going to rise as fast as it has been. But it's still going to rise. Yeah. Um, some of the other things, and we'll get we'll talk more about this coming up because we need to uh, take a break here. Um, has to do with work requirements for people who are receiving free stuff from the government. Mm-hmm. Snap, um, but not everybody, not all the things that people were paying, yeah, again. getting free money. Did they, did they make people get a job for? Yeah, here's a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you want to weigh in, feel free, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. That's where we're at today. We'll talk about how soon will this happen. Is it going to make the uh, X date? Don't know. We'll come and uh, talk more about that here in a few minutes. Right now, it's time for your first check on sports. Once again, brought to you by our friends at Pork Belly and Cuda. Chef Wally's there. Even though they don't open till 7, he's got to start making his deliciousness every morning very early. Get in today for breakfast, coffee, lunch, seven days a week. 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., Pork Belly in downtown Cuna. It might seem like a little bit of a replay from the night before, but the New York Yankees are just a really good baseball team. The Seattle Mariners, well, they could be playing a little better, I guess. 1-2. Swing and a fly ball. Hit deep to left field. Pollock is moving back. He looks up. It is gone. A home run. Anthony Volpe coming through with two away, slugs a three-run homer into the Mariner bullpen in left center field. Home run number eight, and the Yankees have blown it open here against Logan Gilbert. They're ahead six to nothing. And much like the night before, Aaron Judge keeps hitting home runs. Like Susan said, Kyle Raleigh remaining in the game as the catcher as Judge lifts this one deep to left field. Backing up on it is Pollock. He's near the warning track. He's at the wall. He leaps, and it's gone! A home run! Aaron Judge, for the second night in a row, leaves the ballpark. That's three home runs in two games for the captain. A solo shot to left center field, number 18 of the year, and it's an 8-2 Yankee lead. The call on WFAN, Aaron Judge goes deep again. The Yankees beat the Mariners by a score of 10-2. So here's the American League standings. Again, the Texas Rangers in first place at 35 and 19. They are seven and a half games in front of the Mariners, who are just ahead of the Oakland A's in the cellar of the AL West. But the Mariners still playing better than 500 ball at 28 and 27. I'm Rick Worthington. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
With the vote in the House now just hours away, President Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy racing to sell their deal and avoid a devastating default. I'll try to get as many votes as we can. But McCarthy is facing growing opposition within his own party. Conservatives who say the bill doesn't go far enough to cut spending. In a surprise turn, the Republican demand for stricter work requirements for some older Americans on food assistance actually increased spending by $2 billion and makes 78,000 more people eligible for aid monthly. Already, at least 32 House Republicans say they will vote no, some even suggesting McCarthy himself is the problem. The deal would still cut $1.5 trillion over a decade, clawing back billions in COVID relief and IRS funding and ending Biden's freeze on student loan payments in August. To get it passed, McCarthy will need Democrats on board, too. But support from progressives isn't guaranteed. 32 Republicans are already on the record as saying that they uh, are against the debt ceiling. Now, they say they're against it. That doesn't mean they're necessarily going to not vote for it. Mm, Well, yeah. I mean, you do have to uh, make sure the U.S. doesn't default. Yeah. Now, it it is interesting because now, now we're hearing that the soonest this would possibly pass would be sometime late this weekend. There's still a lot to go through. So it has to go go through the House, and then it has to go through the Senate, have to allow times to be able to discuss or try to add amendments. So the, the, the deadline's Monday, right? Is that, is that when the... Is that the 5th? 5th. I'd have to look at a count. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I have my handy-dandy, trusty-dusty calendar that I have on my phone. And I can look and see when the actual date of the 5th is. Mm. Uh, June the 5th is Monday. That supposedly, according to Janet Yellen, is the current X date. Now, originally, it was tomorrow. But apparently, she must have found some more money someplace that will be able to pay our bills up until the 5th. I don't know. I I picture them negotiating and... uh for some reason it pops into my head Biden is in, in the role of the guy from Fargo who says I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to throw in that undercoating for free <laughs> I don't want the undercoating it's, it, I, well it, it kind of comes with the undercoating I, I, the part that I don't understand and maybe somebody can explain this to me uh, because they were adamantly against people for instance on Medicaid that people who couldn't afford insurance getting free Medicaid. And one of the things the Democrats were adamantly and are adamantly against, and it didn't make the proposal, even though work requirements would be required for other things like SNAP and TANF, um, but Medicaid was left out of that. And, and I, I, somebody has to explain that to me on, on why you're so against people having to try to improve themselves, or find a job working 20 hours a day when you are able-bodied, mental, mentally able, physically able, you are, don't ha- you're not a senior citizen, you don't have a family at home, staying at home, you just don't have a job. And you don't even have to get a job. You just have to volunteer 20 hours a week, go to school 20 hours a week, or find a job working 20 hours a week to be allowed to continue to get your free insurance which is what medicaid is 
which is what Medicaid is for people who can't afford to buy insurance. So I I just don't understand why you're so adamantly against trying to help those people get a leg up themselves by making, I mean, there are so many jobs available, even if it is only minimum wage. I don't know. Maybe the visual is that if you're on Medicaid, you are poor and sick and they don't want to add to that. But that's not what Medicaid is. Well, I know. And it's, once again, it's only people between the ages of 20 and 55 who are able-bodied. They don't have kids at home. They're not senior citizens. They're physically, mentally able to do something. And you don't even have to get a job if you want to volunteer. You can do that. If you want to go to college to increase, to improve yourself, you can do that. I'm sitting here thinking, it cuts off at 55. Woohoo! Uh, 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in you can do that you can also email us chris at kboi.com mike at kboi.com download the kboi radio app for free for your android or apple device now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi well we are approaching the halfway point of 2023 We've uh, already passed through winter time. We have entered springtime, and apparently our new season is just about ready to get underway. 23 Ada County Highway District chip sealing operations are underway beginning today. The plan is to chip seal a little more than 300 lane miles this year in Ada County. KIVI-TV reports for all businesses and residences impacted by the work, ACHD will be sending out advance notices five to ten days ahead of work being performed. Now, temporary no-parking signs will be erected by the sidewalks next to the street one to two days prior to work starting. Any vehicles remaining on the street when work is set to commence will be towed at the owner's expense. ACHD's website has an interactive link updated daily that shows where crews are working and what has been completed. There you go. Winter, spring, chip sealing season, and then summer. We have five seasons here in Idaho. For those of you who, you know, move from areas where only have two seasons, there are five different seasons here in Idaho. If you happen to have a car that's been parked in front of your house, say, for two years and hasn't moved and has a dead battery, you, you may want to take a look at that. <laughs> Or not, because if or, it's... Or you wait till they tow it for you. Yeah, yeah, if it's just junk, they'll tow it away for you for yeah. free. You uh, want your car back? No. T- text message in says, chip ceiling, as if I didn't have enough reason to worry about all the moron drivers in their jacked-up Ford pickup trucks with too much testosterone. Now I have to worry about them throwing <laughs> rocks on my windshield. <laughs> you Not only that... Somebody was listening to the traffic the other day and asked me... <laughs> Do pickup trucks cause every crash? <laughs> I said, no, not more than 70, 80% of them. Not only that, but when you're driving, of course, depending on when you're driving through, you, you get the oil that gets, you know, splashed up on your side of your car. Yeah, that possibly. doesn't come off very easily. The oil, oily tar, the tarry oil, whatever you want to call it. But chip season, chip sealing season, just about ready to uh, get underway here in the uh, Treasure Valley. Oh, joy. KBY News Time 644. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly in Cuna. Want to check out their menu? Porkbellyidaho.com. That's where you can see their menu. That their current menu. But they have an all-new menu. Just about ready to come out. We'll be announcing that very soon. Also, we'll be there in about three weeks. Brand new soup that I personally helped Chef Wally come up with mm-hmm. will be debuted on Friday, June 16th. 
If you like biscuit and gravy, just think about it. Biscuit and gravy soup. That's right. Is, biscuit is that and gravy called? soup. I don't know if he's got a special name for it, but that's what it is. It's biscuit and gravy soup. So once again, All right. we will uh, debut that. I've had soupy gravy. Hometown breakfast, June 16th, Friday, June 16th at Pork Belly and Cuna. Make plans to be there. For those who were about to brave the elements to watch the Boise Hawks last night, got themselves caught in a little bit of a downpour. The Hawks' scheduled game for last night was postponed due to weather and some field condition issues. But that's good news to those who want to go to the game today because it's a doubleheader. That's right. Today will be a single admission doubleheader. They'll play two games. Each game will be seven innings each. They'll start at 6.05 p.m. this evening. Now, for those of you who went to last night's game, you can exchange your tickets for any other game this season, including tonight. But keep this in mind. Tickets from last night's game have to be exchanged at the box office Don't take them to the gate because they won't give you a seat. So go to the box office. You can exchange your tickets and you can watch the doubleheader today. By the way, the Memorial Stadium box office will open today at 10 a.m. We also have some news on the Idaho Steelheads because we now know who they will be facing for the Kelly Cup. After claiming the Western Conference Championship, the Steelheads are going head-to-head against the Florida Everblades. The Florida Everblades defeated the Newfoundland Growlers in the Eastern Conference Finals to advance. Game one of the Kelly Cup Finals is set for Saturday night, right here in Boise, with game two happening here in Boise again on Sunday. Games three, four, and five will be played at the home of the Everblades. That's Hertz Arena in Florida. The final two games would be played here in Boise if necessary. That would happen Tuesday and Wednesday, June 13th and 14th. By the way, if you're looking for tickets, join the club. They're available through the Steelhead's website or box office. I'm Rick Worthington. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know, a couple weeks ago, uh, we gave away a a very expensive raft trip, but it was all-inclusive, four days Hell's Canyon Raft Trip. It sold out in under two minutes. Which means there are a lot of people probably who want to uh, go on raft trips. Well, you're in luck because we have another raft trip coming up for a KBY sweet deal. This one markedly less, and there will be more chances for you to take advantage of this. Cascade Raft and Kayak, only 30 minutes from downtown Eagle, has a sweet deal coming up. KBY sweet deal this Friday, beginning at 9 o'clock. You have river rafting available. $68 to spend for just $34. It's a half-price deal. Now, this $68 deal is good for the Rush half-day lower South Fork rafting trip for one adult. This is a, an easy raft trip, not big-time rapids or anything like that. Um, very fun not way to get out of the uh, sun. Not that it's boring, because they're not. No. Um, you, now, if you want a little more excitement, you can also use your gift certificate towards any other rafting trip available that they sell. So your $68 will pay for the Rush half-day lower South Fork rafting trip, or you can use it towards any of their other rafting trips and put it together like that. There are about 150 available, so you will have a chance to get these, but they go quickly because a lot of people like to go. Payette, one of the top rivers in Idaho, 
that people raft in the summertime to get out of the heat. Here's your chance to do that coming up Friday. Go to KBOI.com, click on that sweet deal link, and take advantage of that sweet deal. Once again, that's coming up here Friday morning. There are sweet deals still available, by the way, right now. If you want to check those out, you don't have to wait till Friday morning. Just go to KBOI.com, and like I said, click on that sweet deal link. Also, coming up here for you this morning, uh, we've got a $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean. If you're looking for fantastic seafood, fantastic uh, steaks, chicken, they cover the whole gamut, and it's it's really good food. Located on Eagle Road, they've been open for a couple of years. You have a chance to win your $50 gift certificate. These sold out very quickly uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our other sweet deals. Mm-hmm. But now you can get one absolutely free once again this morning if you answer our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. It is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. Looking for any help with real estate. Is it a good time to buy? Is it a good time to sell? Maybe you want to do both. They can help you through the process and also get you the ins and outs of this crazy Crazy market. All you have to do is call this number, 208-888-4128. Our question today, TGI Fridays. We've all been there, right? Actually started as a bar in New York City back in the 1960s. Now, the guy who created it, created it with one specific thought in mind. He had one specific reason why he wanted to start TGI Fridays. Our question today, what is that one reason that he came up with for the idea of TGI Fridays. I think it actually worked for him, too. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. is a phone number to call. Lock that into your speed dial. Give you a chance to win. Coming up after 8 this morning here on News Talk KBOI. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now, back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Quick reset as we head into the 7 o'clock hour. First of all, he's Chris Welton. I'm Mike Casper. If you want to get through to us and partake in the show, if you want to participate, that's always encouraged. 208-336-3700. 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. You can also text us. Same as our main number. Dow Futures down 121 points. NASDAQ down Standard and poor down. Everything is down as of right now as far as the futures. We'll talk with Jeremiah Bates on the way in just about 20 minutes from right now. New feature here that we would bring to you today based on a couple of local news stories. Uh, our new future feature is called Dumb Ways to Die. Dumb Ways to Die. Dumb ways to die. Uh, our first story, a local story heard in the news. Um, once again, this morning, you, you don't want to get drunk and do some of the things that people um, are doing. This is one of those. Another situation involving alcohol over Memorial Day weekend. Meridian police found 25-year-old Eric Brigham lying drunk in the middle of the road near Caresbrook and Pine Avenue. During their investigation, officers learned that Brigham had actually threatened to kill a female resident in the area. She said she didn't know who he was, but he began threatening her before laying down in the street. He now faces several charges. (sighs) Good thing it wasn't, you know, rush hour. Or maybe it would have been a good thing if it was rush hour. I mean, if you're going to have dumb ways to die and you're going to, Make threats to kill yeah. a woman. 
Maybe, maybe you need to remove yourself from the, the gene pool. What was the, uh, the, the the football movie called? The Program. You remember that? Where mm-hmm. they, they, they were... Laid down in the median? Uh, yeah. And uh, the whole time I'm watching that, I'm thinking, what? You people have never heard of lane changes. <laughs> this guy apparently... I, you and I just already mentioned it. I've never been so drunk. And I mean... Uh, I've been drinking since I was 14 years old. Yes, I know that's almost, illegal. Almost nonstop. <laughs> back back then, it was just frowned upon. Yeah. Um, never been so drunk that I go, oh, <sighs> I'm sleepy. I'm going to lay down in that roadway right there. It looks so comfy. Yeah. Also, never been so drunk to Hardly ever. Hardly any rocks. You know, attempt or threaten to kill somebody either. That's not our only dumb way to die. How many times have we told you so far this spring not to jump into the Boise River? It's fast. It's deep. It's cold. Around 11 a.m. yesterday, police officers approached a 25-year-old Boise man at Julia Davis Park after receiving complaints about an individual who seemed impaired and was huffing compressed air. When the man saw the officers approaching, he started to run away. When police tried to stop him, he allegedly battered the officers by striking them with his arms and legs. He did get away. Then he jumped into the cold, swift-moving Boise River. Police said that the man refused commands to get out of the water, which caused officers and firefighters to get into the water and launch a boat to rescue him. Mm, I'm sure they were happy about that. The man uh, avoided lines that were thrown at him, but eventually uh, he did take a life jacket. I think at some point his body probably goes, "Um, you're about to drown here because it's cold. (laughs) Authorities were able to get him out of the river. I'm sure he was kind of not terribly swift on the uptake, but, uh, you know, once once his body figured it out, he wanted to get out. Authorities were able to get him out of the river before he reached the dam near the Americana Bridge, which would have really been bad news for him once again sections of the green belt still closed due to flooding there is dangerous river condition warning in effect for the boise river boise fire department doesn't recommend people go into the river as water conditions could be life-threatening by the way if you're curious the man was arrested on suspicion of several counts including battery on a law enforcement officer which is a felony he's being held at ada county jail and will appear before was, Judge Wednesday. What was the original suspicion? He uh, he was huffing. Oh, he was compressed air. I don't. So so inhaling one of those cans that you blow out a keyboard with. I I don't know if that's the compressed air. I mean, you could have compressed air for it. For instance, in a whipped cream can, they just said oh. compressed air. So I I don't know what the can was coming from, but apparently he was trying to get high doing that, which once again is also dangerous and a. Uh, <laughs> so many dumb ways to die. Big hit. Dumb ways to die. So many that is uh, our new feature uh, here at uh, Casper and Chris Show. Dumb ways to die. And of course, if you have stories that you would like to share, feel free to send them to us. Mike at KBOI.com or Chris at KBOI.com. Still on the way for you here this morning. Talk more about the debt ceiling. Uh, and a vote probably expected late this afternoon or maybe even tonight. They will be discussing it in the House of Representatives as of today. Um, we have heard that there are already 32 House members, Republican House members, that are against the bill. 
which, as you pointed out, doesn't mean they necessarily will vote no. No. When it comes time to vote, are you going to say, I don't like the bill, so I am going to vote no on the bill and risk putting the country in default, which would happen, according to Janet Yellen, on Monday, January 5th. Same thing will happen to the Senate. We talked about this a little bit earlier. It seems like everybody is pissed off. And everybody is happy. Like we said, perfect deal. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the way it is, right? You're never, ever going to get everything that you want. And both sides, apparently, even though both sides are claiming, you know, Kevin McCarthy claims he's happy, Biden claims he's happy, there are left wing of the Democratic Party that are really upset by it. There are members, right wing members of the Republican Party that are really well, upset by it. Suffice to say, though, the farther left or right wing you are, generally the more upset you are most of the time anyway. That's true. What will be interesting to see is is Kevin McCarthy barely won being Speaker of the House. Will there be enough Republicans upset by this deal that he put together to try and remove him as Speaker of the House? Remember, as as part of the deal to vote for him to become Speaker, yeah. they made it really easy to at any time they don't like what he's been doing to recall him and name a new Speaker of the House. Is, is that is that this point? I don't know. But if you have 32 House members who are upset by the bill, like and like we said, doesn't mean they're going to vote against it. Mm-hmm. They they could very well vote just, against it. But. It just means they recognize it could have been better. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Um, also, I don't know if we're going to get a chance to get to this this morning. I, I hope to because uh, I saw an interesting uh, article. Um, guys, if you're listening this morning, you might want to stick around for this. Apparently, um, we've been um, peeing incorrectly our entire lives. According to science. Okay. Who, who knew? Try and get to that coming up here for you this morning, too. What do they suggest we use? <laughs> well, I'm going to oh, tell okay. you. Okay. Yeah, that's why we'll I said it's coming up. Hopefully, we'll get to that. Right now, let's get a uh, check on uh, what's going on with sports once again. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. Want to uh, get some hip drips coffee, whether it's iced coffee, hot coffee, or any other beverages, you can get through their drive-thru. They're open same time when the restaurant opens every morning. You don't even have to get out of your car. Just go through the drive-thru at Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. Good morning. The Miami Heat are just the second eight seed in history to reach the NBA Finals, but the Denver Nuggets are... Definitely not looking at the seeding now as they look for their first NBA championship and basically forever. Have they ever won one? I'm not even sure. But their head coach, Mike Malone, says, guys, this has nothing to do with seeding. Not anymore. Get the eight seed stuff. I mean, they, they beat Milwaukee four to one. Team that had the most wins in the NBA this year. Uh, they beat Boston four to three and they're up three oh. Team that I think the second most wins in the NBA this year. So, uh, you get to the NBA Finals, it's not about seeding anymore. And for those that are thinking that this is going to be an easy series, um, I don't even know what to say to you people. He expanded on that, saying this should be the biggest challenge of their lives. This is going to be the biggest challenge of our lives. It's the NBA Finals. You know, this is You're trying to win the first NBA championship in franchise history. It's going to be the hardest thing that we've ever done, which is the way it should be. See, they haven't won an NBA championship. 
All right, we can tell you this. The Miami Heat were a huge underdog when they played the Boston Celtics, and they still won that series. They were huge underdogs in every series in the NBA playoffs, but found their way into the finals. It's a big thing for Jimmy Butler and the Heat to get there. They'll be ready to go. Game one of the NBA finals is scheduled for Thursday night. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Looking like uh, probably not going to be a great day in the stock markets. Ahead of the opening here in about eight minutes, we've got uh, over 100 points down on the Dow. Standard & Poor is down. Uh, They're down 19 points. NASDAQ down about 75 points. Uh, Does this haul have to do with the uh, debt ceiling vote and how close we're getting to be to defaulting, Jeremiah, or is this on other things? It's certainly a piece. I think today is just a bit of a uh, wait-and-see moment. Markets are taking a bit of a breather because that that is the elephant in the room. Um, the, will the debt ceiling, will, will there be a deal made? I mean, it's in Congress's hands now. Will, will they vote on it? I think if there is a, a resolution to that, are we going to see a tremendous bump in the equity market, in the stock market? Unlikely, but I think there's some jitters right now to see, hey, will this drama carry out or will we get a resolution? So not only that, we also have some disappointing uh, data coming out of China. So uh, basically, the economy is not getting the reopening growth momentum that I think many people were hopeful for. So basically, slowing momentum in the world's second largest economy, that's going to put pressure on overall global economic growth for this year. So I think when you saw these COVID restrictions get... uh, um, I mean, basically put the bed to an extent. So I'm hopeful that we're going to see some significant rebound because we did see some high travel demand in China, but that's just not get, uh, carrying over into their manufacturing, to their demand. So some, uh, some disappointing economic data out of China. You also have some earnings reports coming out of a few companies to include advanced auto, auto parts. Those, share, th- those earnings reports came in significantly less than anticipated. Stock is down over 20% pre-market trading. So you have a number of things kind of coming to a point today that are putting a little bit of pressure on, on futures right now. Not down much. So I think today is going to be a bit of a holding pattern, uh, maybe light on volume today. Not a lot of activity, not big swings either way until we get some positive news or bad news out of this debt ceiling progress. So just a real quick question before you let you go. If we're getting, you know, disappointing earnings news, you know, out of China and growth, um, I know that's not the United States, but the Fed does look at the world and what's going on in the rest of the world. Uh, more rate hikes with this, what's going on in China going to decision there? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna add, it's gonna add a part to it, right? And you have the, you have the, the Cleveland, Federal Reserve Cleveland president, Loretta Mesters. Again, you have some Fed, consistent Fed speak coming out saying they don't see a compelling reason to pause or cut rates. So again, the likelihood of rates going up in the near future, very high. So when there is the Federal Reserve meeting mid-June, anticipate rates to increase. But they, they're certainly going to look at the overall, I mean, global backdrop. They're going to put more focus on the United States. But I mean, hey, it, it's a global economy to right. an extent. All right. As of right now, we're looking across the board, opening on the downside, opening here in about five minutes. We'll get another update from you later this morning and talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 
732, it is 63 degrees in downtown Boise. Uh, off to a really nice start to your day, even though the weather doesn't sound like it's going to be great all day with winds and thunderstorms possible uh, this morning and then later this afternoon. But as of right now, looks like it's off to a uh, great start. Hometown breakfast, uh, Chris, I've already made my decision. You have. Yeah, it's Wednesday. Pecan crepes with bacon caramel sauce. Looks like it oh, is going bad. to be my choice. Uh, they had me at bacon caramel sauce. Yeah. Um, I have never uh, ordered crepes at any one of our hometown breakfasts before, but I think I'm either going to do that one. I also might do the pecan crusted French toast with bacon caramel sauce. One of those two uh, with a side of bacon. Don't forget the bacon. <laughs> going to be a part of it. If you yeah. want to be a, a part of what looks like a great breakfast once again griddle opened up uh, a while ago in nampa and that's where we're going to be first time we've ever been to the griddle in nampa it's on coldwell boulevard 1124 coldwell boulevard there just uh, by the car car mall so easy to find easy for, to get to just off the freeway too for a change you get the shortest drive i do in 10 minutes maybe as opposed to 25 minutes or 30 minutes that i've had to do in the past mm-hmm. i might even get to sleep in a little bit this week that would be crazy. Sleep in and have a fantastic breakfast. By the way, in addition to the breakfast, uh, this is something Chris and I cannot win. So this is all yours. We've got Dirks Bentley concert tickets for you. Another country concert coming to the Treasure Valley. Yours for the taking. But you've got to show up at the Griddle sometime before 10 o'clock on Friday to be in on that. Now, we don't just have one pair. We have a pair of tickets for every single hour that we are there. So come on out. And sign up to win. Once again, you're only going to be competing against other people who have showed up for the hometown breakfast. And once again, huge thank you to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing and everybody there at Cloverdale Plumbing who makes it possible. We already heard from Kenny last week who said he is going to be headed to the uh, hometown breakfast once again this Friday. Has he missed one yet this year? I don't think he's missed one, has he? Maybe one. Has he? Yeah. Although he, I don't remember which one, but he I think may, he, I think he, he may was have on been the on the road for one. So yeah, but he's already said that he will be there. So Kenny will be there this week. We hope that you're going to be there too. Don't forget another thing going on Friday. Our KBOI sweet deals always happen on Friday morning at nine o'clock. Locking Horns Riverside Restaurant located right on the Payette River in Horseshoe Bend. A huge menu: burgers, pizzas, other Idaho favorites, steaks. Um, they've got a summer concert series on the river too. A newly renovated patio, which by the way sits right on the pad. You get it here, you get to watch the river, one of the few places where you're able to do that. And that sweet deal goes on sale, 9 o'clock, $50 gift certificate for only $25 to Locking Horns Riverside in Horseshoe Bend. Now, don't have to wait till Friday. Other sweet deals available right now. If you'd like to take advantage, $50 gift certificate to Legends on Main in Weezer. Fantastic food there. $50 gift certificate for only $25. You also have what I think is one of the better deals, by the way, because if you were going to go buy a 100-pack of Forever Stamps, at the post office, it would cost you $65 right now. As one of our sweet deals, you can get it for only $52. Take advantage. You don't have to wait. Those are on sale right now. KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Update on uh, Bud Light. You thought that maybe Bud Light's bleeding might be over as of right now, but apparently not even close. A lot of people thought that this would be kind of a short-lived thing. Uh, latest data says uh, numbers absolutely brutal 
for the once popular brand, uh, now officially down 30% year over year in sales compared to this time last year. Just Bud Light or all Anheuser-Busch? Just Bud Light, Mm. 30% down. You remember this last weekend, if you bought any Anheuser-Busch product and you paid for it, you got a rebate, $15 rebate. Now, you could buy a case if you wanted. A case would cost you about 25 bucks, Or you could buy something as small as a 15-pack of any type of Anheuser-Busch beer, and you'd get $15 back. Bud Light is selling for, was selling this past weekend for $12.99. So basically, they were paying you $2 to take it off their hands. <laughs> yeah, $2 and a penny. Now, for Bud Light... You know, people would go, well, how how can they do that if they're losing money? Well, they're getting closer to where they would have to get rid of the beer anyway because it's been sitting on shelves too long. Mm. And as anybody knows who goes to take a drink of beer, for those of you who, who don't drink your beer fast enough, I know there are not a lot of you, but if you find a beer that has been sitting there for three or four months, it's starting to get a little skunky. Mm. And you just have to pour it out. And that's where Bud Light says, was. Says you. That's where Bud Light was at that point of the beer was starting to was going to be tasting bad, and they were going to have to throw it out anyway. Mm. So do you want to lose the $12.99 by pouring it out, having to take it to the dump yourself? Or do you pay somebody $2 to take it off your hands? It's much cheaper to do that, right? So it's, it's kind of a win for Bud Anheuser-Busch and Bud Light. And by the way, it wasn't just Bud Light that they were doing that on. It was all of Anheuser-Busch's beer this weekend. Hopefully you took advantage of it. Target, by the way, uh, has been a target because of their LGBTQ pride collection that was due to go on sale. Guess what? Apparently not going to be going on sale. Target Corporation has decided to remove its merchandise, their LGBTQ pride collection, because of objections from critics. Critics? Critics. Target has critics? Yeah, Target has critics. They didn't like the fact that they were selling specifically... What do you do do for a living? I'm a discount store (laughs) critic. Uh, Specific... Have you ever read my column? uh, These weren't critiques. They were critics. People who didn't like that they were selling bathing suits for children, for instance, who had tuck properties. Now, Target's case, the retail most likely, very quietly, is going to donate the merchandise to charities and foundations. There haven't been in past times that Target has ended up dumping clothes and just throwing them away. Uh, the retailer hasn't disclosed. Chances are, chances are they do it all the time. Yeah, hasn't disclosed how many products it pan- plans to pull, um, but they said that they will quietly pull them out and will not be selling them because of uh, the criticism that they got, which kind of is weird because Pride Month begins tomorrow and they're going to pull their Pride products that they were selling specifically for Pride Month the day before Pride Month begins. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, If you want to weigh in on the show, please feel free. Phone lines are open. Uh, We'll take a break. Final check on sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open, open for lunch seven days a week. Check out the menu. By the way, if you check out the menu, it's not porkbellycunaidaho.com. Porkbellyidaho.com is the porkbellyidaho.com.
com. So uh, just had a gentleman say, I've been looking, trying to find their menu. Uh, it's theporkbellyidaho.com. You have to put the in front of it. So if you want to check out their menu, please feel free to do that and then get in some of the best food you're ever going to try. For those who were about to brave the elements to watch the Boise Hawks last night, got themselves caught in a little bit of a downpour. The Hawks' scheduled game for last night was postponed due to weather and some field condition issues. But that's good news to those who want to go to the game today because it's a doubleheader. That's right. Today will be a single admission doubleheader. They'll play two games. Each game will be seven innings each. They'll start at 6.05 p.m. this evening. Now, for those of you who went to last night's game, you can exchange your tickets for any other game this season, including tonight. But keep this in mind. Tickets from last night's game have to be exchanged at the box office. Don't take them to the gate because they won't give you a seat. So go to the box office. You can exchange your tickets and you can watch the doubleheader today. By the way, the Memorial Stadium box office will open today at 10 a.m. We also have some news on the Idaho Steelheads because we now know who they will be facing for the Kelly Cup. After claiming the Western Conference Championship, the Steelheads are going head-to-head against the Florida Everblades. The Florida Everblades defeated the Newfoundland Growlers in the Eastern Conference Finals to advance. Game 1 of the Kelly Cup Finals is set for Saturday night, right here in Boise, with Game 2 happening here in Boise again on Sunday. Games 3, 4, and 5 will be played at the home of the Everblades. That's Hertz Arena in Florida. The final two games would be played here in Boise if necessary. That would happen Tuesday and Wednesday, June 13th and 14th. By the way, if you're looking for tickets, join the club. They're available through the Steelheads website or box office. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752, 64 degrees in downtown Boise. 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. You want to get through and participate in the uh, show? Chris, you're a pretty good speller. Uh, Spell sentence. Uh, S-E-N-T-E-N-C-E. That is uh, one of, uh, not one of, that is the toughest word for Idahoans to spell, according to Google. Hmm. Idaho can't spell sentence. Scripps National Spelling Bee going on right now. Finals are tomorrow. Uh, these words, however, you're probably not going to see pop up on the spelling bee. Google Trends revealed the top word that people from each state don't know how to spell. Okay. Few of them are kind of tough. Shenanigans. Michigan has trouble spelling shenanigans. I wonder how often that comes up. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. <laughs> Miscellaneous in New Mexico. If you pronounce it, if you spell it the way I pronounced it, it would so, be difficult to one spell. One of the hardest words for Idahoans to pronounce, apparently. <laughs> At least talk show host in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota has a hard time spelling kindergarten. Oh, I can see that. A lot of people put a D in garden. Mm-hmm. Um, people in Kansas can't remember how to spell beautiful, efficient, or etiquette. <laughs> those are those are fairly tough words. Sure. However, there are some states that have trouble spelling words that aren't that difficult. For instance, North Carolina doesn't know how to spell awesome. Yeah, I, I can see that. I knew some. I uh, I didn't know them, but I saw a thing one time. Somebody had brought a bunch of signs 
to a sporting event, and they all said awesome on it, but it, every one of, every one of them it said A-W-S-O-M-E. Left out the E after W. Mm-hmm. Missouri can't spell February. Now, keep in mind, I, I get that one because a lot of people pronounce February as February, and the R is left out. Right. Right? That one's, I, I can understand that one. Um, n- North Dakota can't spell science. <laughs> I don't... Here's one I don't get. New York. The number one misspelled word in New York is quarter. I'm guessing they, they, they all think it's you. Well, no, it's because they think it's uh, spelled K-O-R-D-A. Could be. Quarter. Quarter. Nevada has the problem with the word problem. Hmm. 16 states. Uh, Why would problem be hard to spell? I, I, don't, I don't, because it sounds just like it's spelled, right? I think so. 16 states have uh, trouble with five- and six-letter words. Delaware can't spell the word those. Utah can't spell choose. Tennessee can't spell sugar. How are you? S-H? Yeah, they probably start with S-H. Georgia can't spell queen. People in Pennsylvania can't spell people. (laughs) Really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? But they can spell Pennsylvania. Uh, People in Alabama can't spell daughter. Seems like they keep trying to spell it W-I-F-E. Boo. <laughs> it's an Alabama joke for you there, gentlemen. Do we know anyone who used to, you know, live and broadcast in Alabama? Uh, do I? Yeah. Who? Maybe somebody who works here in the afternoons. Oh, that's true. He was, he was he in was, Birmingham, yeah. He, he was in Birmingham. Said it was the, he didn't even call it the armpit. What do you, what do you, the crotch. <laughs> the crotch of the world. He went from Cleveland to Birmingham and got off the plane and said, "Oh, <laughs> not very times you can move from Cleveland and go someplace worse, right?" KBOI News Time is seven fifty six two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know what I just got in in, in my email? It's one of those surveys about best and worst cities to do, you know, this or that. Like they have best and worst city to spend Christmas in. Uh and it's it's based on like the top 200 populated cities in the nation. So these are the best cities for staycations, okay? Okay. If you live in these cities, they said these are the best ones where you can just stay home and have a vacation. Top 3, Honolulu, Orlando, and Las Vegas. <laughs> well, no kidding. <laughs> really? Surprise, surprise, <laughs> surprise. You know, you people in Honolulu don't really have to go anywhere to have a nice vacation. You know, the uh, other thing, surprising, those are also the uh, top three locations for people to travel to to vo- vacation. As it turns out, yeah. <laughs> um, since we're, we're talking about traveling here, I wanted to read an email, and I want to get your input. And we'll talk about this uh, a little bit. I, I've responded to this gentleman, by the way. But I wanted you to hear this email. This, this person has a question for uh, us, and I'm going to put it out there for the listeners, too, this morning. It says, Dear Mr. Casper, first of all, he obviously doesn't know me. 
calling me Mr. Dear Mr. Casper, I'm a, I don't want to go. I'm a 59-year-old married father of four boys living in Coburg, Oregon, just north of Eugene. I'm a commercial builder and a 10-year volunteer firefighter here in Coburg. My wife and I have lived here our whole lives. We are very, very conservative family and find it more challenging every day to live here in Oregon with the politics in Oregon. I started streaming KBOI three years ago to learn about the Treasure Valley. I listen to you and Chris every morning, then Nate, followed by the Home Fix Show and Zamzils on the weekend. My question to you is this. Since you guys are such a big part of the community, would you still recommend someone like myself and my family pursue moving to the Treasure Valley? I just keep hearing so many stories about growth problems, such as water resource and traffic issues. I used to be an avid golfer here, but there are actually no more public regulation golf courses in Eugene area to play on anymore. The more I listen to you and Chris, the more I want to be there. My apologies for the long message and the content not being relevant to your radio show. Thanks very much, Russ. It is relevant to the show. And first of all, thank you for listening all the way in Coburg, Oregon, for the last three years. I do know what it's like to be about 59 and to have lived in the exact same place your entire life. (laughs) What is you, uh, listeners, that are listening this morning? I know we have a lot of people that say, well, tell these people to turn around. We don't want any more people here in the Treasure Valley. We joke about it here on the show. Well, but this is a person, I mean, if you are a conservative and you like conservatives moving into the area, this is a person obviously conservative who, you know, wants to be around uh, people he'd be more comfortable talking to. What would you tell him? I mean, I, I, I told him, hey, look, I have lived in Idaho most of my life. I've lived in the Treasure Valley um, since 1989, and it has been by far the most favorite place that I've lived. And I've lived in, gosh, over half a dozen, I, dozen different places. I think I would say we're not perfect, but you're welcome. I would, too. I, I told him, you know, this is a great place. Yes, we have our growing problems. We have problems with traffic, although when you consider our problems, we consider them traffic problems, but if you mm-hmm. live in a bigger, larger area, these aren't traffic problems at all. Yeah. As my uh, people who come in from much larger cities to visit say all the time, you guys don't have any problems. Now, I, I would I would say that if you had written, me, written the same email and said, you are very, very liberal... Should you move to Boise, I would say, oh, God, no. We don't need no no more people moving to Boise. Well, unless you're just like a challenge. <laughs> but if you're going to move here, and I did tell him, I said, if you're going to move here, you know, if you move to Boise, you're going to find Boise a lot more liberal leaning than you're going to find other areas. If you're very, very conservative, as you said, and, and I did respond to him in this, said I would look at Canyon County. Uh, Canyon County, according to polling, is the second reddest county in the United States. You would probably love Canyon County, and there are other areas of Idaho uh, if you want to get out of the Treasure Valley. But like any place else, you're going to find a variety of people, many of whom cannot be pigeonholed easily. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you are sick and tired of the politics in Eugene, and I get it, we we see it for the last three years with the eastern part of Oregon wanting to move to Idaho, the greater Oregon movement. If it is a conservative legislature you're looking for, we do tend to have that. And you have no chance. You, Coburg and Eugene, by the way, not a part of the area that wants to move to Idaho. So if you were waiting on mm-hmm. that to happen, that you could eventually yeah, become a greater part of Idaho, that's not happening. College town. Yeah. 
208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. I was just curious College as towns to don't what move. you think if you would like to respond and help this listener out. College towns don't want to move. They want to stay and fight. Gordon in New Plymouth. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Howdy, fellas. I was wondering, that fellow said he's a conservative from, and he's in the Eugene area and he would like to move here. You know, he said he was a conservative. But well, he didn't. He, he didn't was, say a conservative. He said he is a is very very conservative. He just said he doesn't like Oregon politics. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you for clarifying that. He, <laughs> maybe, but he. You know, did you notice he's depending? He seems to me like he's sad because of the disappearance of publicly funded golf courses. Well, so which golf courses are you talking about that are publicly funded, or just you know like municipal well, courses? <laughs> Yeah, I, well, if, if those are publicly cheap, funded, cheap I'm ones. paying a lot of money to play those publicly funded well, courses. Well, they're not free. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he seemed disappointed about some kind of golf course that wasn't available anymore. Did yeah. you catch what? Yeah, he, he, what said, he said that uh, there are no golf courses available anymore. So apparently they've all turned private. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're private. So he doesn't want to join a... A golf club. He doesn't want to join an organization that well. Owns a golf con- considering course. that the cheapest golf course that you could join here in the Treasure Valley private course would cost you over twenty five thousand dollars for the initiation fee, and then an addition, yeah, and then an additional eight hundred dollars a month in mandatory spending towards no either way. yeah, Yahweh. Yahweh. It's, it doesn't help to pray. Wow. But this guy, he, he says Maybe he, he, wants his fellow, he wants his fellow taxpayers to pitch in so he can golf, and he's a conservative. He, he leans conservative? No, very, very conservative. He's very, very conservative. Yeah. Did, but he wants his fellow did you, taxpayers did you, to well, he probably did you golf. Miss the part that I mean, he's even a if volunteer con- firefighter so he doesn't yeah. get paid for that? Even if you're conservative, you like, oh you know. Oh, my gosh streets and clean water and stuff like that i mean you know, there are certain things government has to do yeah gordon doesn't like that he he likes to get no. his own dirty drinking water he doesn't like streets no no that's not true i i, I support the man he if he's a yeah. volunteer firefighter let's help let's help him have a public golf course i don't have a problem helping with a public golf course um i'd no. like to know which ones are public golf courses that are fully funded by taxpayers because i don't know of any of those around here Wow, this is a, this is a world I'm I'm unfamiliar with. You need to get a, out of New Plymouth. A lot, uh, a lot of cities. What, you'll, you'll find that out a little bit. All right, thanks, fellas. But a lot of cities have like a muni, you know. Yeah, but it, it it's not funded by taxpayer dollars. I'll give you an example of a muni course that's being built right now in Star. All right. Guess who's building that? Uh, a private company? The developer of the homes that are oh, going to yeah. be putting in the homes, over a th- thousand homes. That's right. I knew that. Yeah. That's not. That's a municipal course that will be open to the public that is funded by, not by taxpayer dollars. Ron in Meridian says, boys, we need to welcome the individual from Oregon. Welcome him with open arms. Come and enjoy what we have to offer. If you like Idaho staying conservative... If you would like to see Boise, for instance, who leans liberal, one of the three areas of Idaho that do, Ketchum, Boise, Coeur d'Alene area, you got to encourage these type of people to move in so that it kind of balances out there that 
very small pockets. Very small pockets in Idaho Falls and Pocatello as well. Small, small pockets. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in on this, uh, love to hear uh, from you. We'll take a break. We'll get back to more of your emails. If you want to email right through uh, right now, after news, the bottom of the hour, because coming up here next, we have to give away a $50 gift certificate. Yes, we do. Land Ocean could be yours if you answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question right after traffic and weather. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Want to make sense of this crazy market? They can help show you why it's a good time to buy. If you're looking to sell, they can help you get the highest price for your Home, and they can show you how by making that phone call at 208-888-4128. $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean could be yours today if you answer our question correctly. Tammy is going to get our first crack at the question. Tammy, TGI Fridays started as a bar, strictly a bar in New York City. Now, of course, over time, TGI Fridays is, has changed. It's now a restaurant and a bar, but it originally began, began in the 60s by a guy who created it with one specific idea in mind. He wanted to do something with that bar. What was the reason he came up with the idea for TGI Fridays? Well, there's a bit of a backstory, but bottom line, he wanted himself and others to meet women. <laughs> you know, all you had to know is this was a guy who started a bar, and you pretty much could just guess that question, yeah. right? <laughs> That is exactly right. He, had he, his he wanted eye. a place to meet women. He had his eye on a particular flight attendant, or as we called them back then, stewardesses. <laughs> and he thought that that was the best way. So he, he built the bar close to where the stewardess lived. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm using stewardess in the 1960s term because uh, I would get canceled if you know I used the term stewardess today. So I would never do that. Like I said. It's what we called them back then. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You got a $50 gift certificate to Land Ocean. Have you ever been there before? I have not. You are in for a treat. Great seafood, great food in particular, Eagle Road in Meridian. If you, don't, uh, if you didn't win this morning, don't worry. And there were a lot of people trying to get through. We have chances for you to win all week long here on News Talk KBOI with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. We'll take a break coming up here. Uh, we've got news at the bottom of the hour. We'll get back to some more of your emails Phone calls, if you would like. I uh, read the email a little bit earlier from a gentleman from Coburg, Oregon, who is considering moving to Idaho but wonders if it's a good idea. He says he's very, very conservative and can't stand the politics anymore in Oregon. He lives, Coburg, by the way, is located close to Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can do the math and go, okay, college town, yeah, yeah it's probably not great politics over there if you are a conservative. Um, it's a bit longer of a drive if you like the ocean. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would you uh, tell him? I I responded to his email and said, "Yeah, I, I this is the best place I've ever lived. Out of all the places I've ever lived in my life, over half a dozen places have absolutely loved Boise, Idaho. Now I was born and raised in Idaho, but Boise, Idaho, I've absolutely loved living it's here, even my, with all the growth that has gone on. It's one of my two favorites out of two. Out of two that you've lived in your entire I've lived life, in Twin Falls and Boise. That's it. Yeah." So what would you what would you tell this person um, wanting to move here? Uh, just curious, I know because I, I hear a, a lot of people say, "Oh, stop moving to Idaho. We don't need any more. We're full. Tell people we're full. 
Is that just specifically if you're coming from I would say, California or a liberal area, or I, is it for everybody? I would say you may tend to be happier here if you are a conservative, but if you've been listening to the show, you know that there are a lot of conservatives who live here who still complain. So we're not perfect. No. But welcome. That's it, what I would say. By the way, it is our right to complain. Well, sure. I do it every morning here on the show. It's America. <laughs> You might even say I'm paid to do that. Uh, anyway, if you want to weigh in, feel free. We'll get to some of your emails that have been coming. If you want to call, our phone lines are open once again, 208-336-3700. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 838. So I got an email yesterday from a gentleman. Morgan said, uh, dear, dear Mr. Cashman, I'm a 59-year-old married father of four boys living in Coburg, Oregon, just north of Eugene. I'm commercial builder, 10-year volunteer firefighter here in Coburg. My wife and I have lived here our whole lives. We are very, very conservative family and find it challenging every day living with the politics of Oregon. I started streaming KBOI over three years ago to learn about the Treasure Valley. I listen to you and Chris every morning, then Nate, followed by the Home Fix Show and Zamzos on the weekends. My question to you is this. Since you guys are such a big part of the community, would you still recommend someone like myself and my family pursue moving to the Treasure Valley? I just keep hearing so many stories about growth problems, such as water resources, traffic issues, etc. I used to be an avid golfer here. There are actually no more public regulation golf courses in the Eugene area. The more I listen to you and Chris, the more I want to be there. All apologies for the long message and content not being relevant to your radio show today. Thanks very much, Russ. Well, guys, watch Russ. Your show, your your email is not relevant to the show. It has become the show today. <laughs> My answer, and I'll give the same answer again, uh, was that uh, no place is perfect. We certainly aren't perfect. Uh, you will find a variety of different kinds of people here. Some you will probably like. Some maybe not so much, but. Uh, you are welcome here. Now, you will run into people here. Notice I don't work for the Chamber of Commerce. There's probably a reason for that. <laughs> you will run into people, if you do end up moving here, that no matter if you're conservative or not, they don't want you here. They just don't want to see Idaho grow in any way, shape, or form anymore. They think it's full. They don't want to see property taxes, housing costs, all that going up. So you're, you're going to have some people, even though you're a conservative, which Idaho is mostly conservative, are going to say, no, we don't want you here either. said he's a builder. I mean, if, if you buy an old house and restore it to the way it looked way back when, people will like that. Now, what I like about this is if you move here, you become a KBOI radio listener. That's oh, good. Yeah. That's good for us because you've been listening for three years all the way over in Eugene. You that once you move here, you're counted as a KBOI listener. Right now, you're a KBOI listener, not really counted. That's all I can say about I mean, that right now without getting in trouble. You count with us. Count with us, yeah. Lloyd in Nampa, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. What would you tell this gentleman? Lloyd, are you there? Hello, yes, I am. I, you know what? I tell him move here. The reason being, I'm going to give you an example. I lived in California from the age of three till 68 when I left and moved to Oregon. And then uh, then that was for 11 years, and the politics changed, and I agree with the politics. When the previous governor put tampons in the boys' bathroom because they could possibly have a period, you've got to save yourself, say to yourself, that's crazy town. 
And so I'm here in the Treasure Valley. And the reason I'm here is because of Dave Edwards at Treasure Valley. Dave, go on the, I watched the videos on on YouTube. He's got more than anybody. And if you want to find a place, he's got, he does this on a continuing basis. And that's the reason why I originally came here because of him. And because he had all these great videos and said, you could pick a place to live, which is wonderful. I'm looking for, I came back. I went back to Oregon for six months. Couldn't find a place to live. Came back here. Actually, yesterday, it was one week ago, saw Dave, told me a place to go. I'm going to go down there probably this next week and start looking for a place to live. All of furniture has been here and I've for the last almost a year now in storage. And thank God for you, Hall, and, and Dean, who's, he took care of me, set me up. I went from paying $400 a month to $170 a month to $170 a month to store my stuff. I'm looking for a place and then I'll be moving here. But I tell him, move here. If you're in Oregon, if you're conservative, get out of there. This past, I'll tell you, if you're conservative and you have a, and you have a, and you're, and you're looking for a place where you can find peace, this is probably the pace. There's no going to be, no place is going to be perfect. But I'll tell you, this place has got more going for it than Oregon. I, I don't care who you are or where you're from. So there's if you places. Come here from Oregon, you're, there's places that are more perfect than others, is what you're saying. Well, there's no place perfect. Right. You know, on a on a side the point note, is, but I, I I found that here, guy, you've got more variety. You've got a lot of things you can do. I love to be outside. I used to ride dirt bikes, go shooting. All these kind. These are the out and horseback riding. My wife used to ride horses. She we had a Pasifina when we lived in Orange. We lived down in, in California. And she would ride it. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you like those kind of things, even on golf courses, uh, I'm telling you, don't come here. Yeah, right. on, a, uh, on, a, on a side note, uh, if you are a boy having uh, a, a problem, you might just be eating too much Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, the thing that he was uh, talking about there is Oregon by law now has to have feminine products put into all the school men's bathrooms, boys' bathrooms, and into the boys' and men's locker rooms. By law, they have to do now, that because... let me clarify. Do they also put them in the girls' room? They've always been in the girls' room. Oh, okay, because yeah. that, that, that would be silly not to. Yeah, they've always been in the girl room, but now, beginning as of last year, you have to have them in boys' room because... As this House of Representative member would tell you, um, not all students who menstruate are female. We need to make sure that all students have access to these products. Um, they're obviously less um, non-female menstruating students, and therefore their usage will be much lower. Less. And that was actually um, calculated into the cost of this um, and how much we decided to fund it. And so we, we do not expect that the non-female menstruating students will use um, these products as much as the, the students using female bathrooms, but it's important to have them there. Um, and that brings me to the, just the social emotional reasons for that. Um, these students who are not female, who menstruate um, face a greater stigma and barrier um, to asking for these products. And so providing them in an easily accessible place um, in all student bathrooms is particularly important for those students. Um, so by non, non-female non in this particular case, she means a transgendered male. Yes, a male. Biological male. No. Yeah. A, 
somebody who is not female is what she's saying. Yes. And, and she means they're in the boys' bathroom because it would be somebody who's a transgender male, meaning right. going from female to male. Not necessarily. And they would still... Tran- transgender is not someone who has gone through the surgery yet. Okay. Here's the thing... But, but I'm, I'm describing the only group that would actually need to use these. Actually, no, you're not. Because if you are even someone who has had the surgery, you're still not going to menstruate. It's physically impossible. So somebody has to explain to me how transgenders, why they need... I, I did. Yeah, what? Somebody, How? somebody who was born mm-hmm. female, right? Okay, but they act as a male, mm-hmm. but they haven't had any surgery or anything, right? And they're using the, I guess, the boys' locker room. Okay, they would still be going through the same things that a female body would at that age. Now, explain to me then what maybe I didn't understand menstruation when I was in school and going through science. And biology. Explain what? Explain how you do that when you don't have the parts to be able to do that. No, no, you do. How? You don't have ovaries. They don't. They don't impart ovaries. You don't have. No, no, no. You you don't have a cervix. You're you're not listening to what I'm saying. I am listening. This is somebody born a female. I get. Okay. Yes. Who has not had any surgery? Yet is dressing as a male and is using the male locker room. Okay, they would still need certain hygiene products. Okay, now I see where you're Okay, at. there okay. we go. Yeah. Because she wasn't specific, she now, just said again, non-females. And, and again, she's right when she says this would certainly not be, mer- be very many people. It still seems stupid. Well, it's going to seem stupid to a certain number of people. I think a majority of the people. Probably. 208-336-3700. Tom in Oregon, stay right where you're at. We need to take a break. We'll get to you uh, coming up here next. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to uh, weigh in on what we're talking about this morning, should Roy be moving here? Or Russ, i sorry, Russ, should Russ be uh, moving here? Would you encourage him to move here to the Treasure Valley? Or are you one of those people who would say, nope, stay out of here. We're plumb full. Just your opinion. Russ may even be listening this morning. All the way from Coburg, Oregon. We'll take more of your phone calls and emails coming up. The night at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 852-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Paula writes in and says, Casper, a transgender male, is a female identifying as a male. Chris should have just drawn you a picture. I, I I will say there are certain things I'm not comfortable drawing pictures of. That <laughs> that would probably be one of them. Um, I, I do I do wonder though too, and I get your your explanation as of now. Um, but what about the boys? Because we have seen this in the past: mm-hmm. men who claim that you can get menstruate, that you can get pregnant. If you are a male, I, I I don't understand that. We had the professor who basically called a senator misogynistic when she was giving testimony because he he was trying to figure out oh, okay. how how a man right, but to would some get people, pregnant. to some people, if you say woman, 
and this this is why you know like when they said define woman and the woman and she couldn't do it it's because to some people if you are naturally female or you transgender female either way you are a woman and that's what they call you so in their mind some women can have babies some can't mm-hmm. well she claimed all of them could and she was a professor at one of the California universities. She was I mean, very you, upset. That I mean, you she can was have one being of, asked questions you can, about it. You can have one if you can find one. K A says, "Shouldn't it be called Womenstration?" Uh, it may, <laughs> maybe I don't. Know. Tom in Oregon. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. I, I can hear you all the way in Oregon. Okay. Well, I've gotten thirty miles closer to Burns in the time that I've been. Uh, waiting for this. Slow but down. Right I'm Lucky you. Slow down. I'm making, I'm making the drive from Coburg, Oregon, over to Boise right now. Hopefully, get there in time for lunch. But I've been making this drive for oh, I'd say forty years anyway. It's related to a timeshare condo that my dad bought up in the Ketchum area. And uh, the lease is up on it, so this is kind of like my last trip for that. I'll keep coming to Idaho, but not on the frequency that I have been. But at any rate, we've thought a lot about moving over to Boise and Idaho. And my wife and I have you know, spent a lot of our life in western Washington and western Oregon. And so we have to look at the trade-offs. And looking at Boise over the last 40 years... I don't know. I see areas that used to be nice farmland that are now filled in with car lots, and it's starting to look a lot like Pomona. That's, I mean, it's kind of sad, but I used to go down to the Basque District, and you know, it was a great place, but now i got to walk past a bunch of high-rises that are half-occupied, and um, I don't know. I, I, I don't like seeing the changes, but on top of that, Boise's always had a problem with air inversions in the winter and the more people you pack in the worse and worse that gets and we've got some asthma in the family there are problems with that around Coburg, Oregon too due to all the field grass that's grown there there's pollen like crazy Mm -hmm. but Boise is really not any any improvement over that and it's just you know I guess it's it's too big too big a leap to move off the coast over to uh let's say a familiar place but familiar in some ways that we're not really happy with yeah well um, if, if now, as far as if the inversion is one of the main things i mean you can go to horseshoe bend be out of the inversion you can go to mountain home be out of the inversion we at uh pay at weezer area you're out of the inversion it just sucks in here in Boise. So, but if if you're determined to get to a bigger city like Boise or one of Nampa, Meridian, um, or Caldwell, then yeah, you're going to have to learn to live with the inversion. Not just in the winter time, but we also have inversions in the summer. Tom, thank you very much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we'll take a break here. We've got news coming up at the top of the hour. Uh, if you're on the phone line right now, stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get to you. We got some more emails uh, to get to too. If you'd like to weigh in, we do have lines open right now. Once again, go ahead and give us a call. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
905. Dow is down 263 points. Some of that has to do, I'm sure, with the fact that uh, House is debating. Uh, the vote on the bill going to be coming up a little bit later this afternoon, either late this afternoon or this evening, and then it would move to the Senate if it does indeed pass. But already 32 Republicans have come out publicly and said they are not in favor of the bill. Some of them are very adamant that they will not be voting. Now, out of the 32, just because they say they don't like the bill doesn't mean that they're not going to vote for it. True. Because you have not liking it and then not voting for it and sending the country into default if this is not approved by next Monday, and according to Janet Yellen. Nobody wants to be responsible for that. No, that would look very bad on your on your permanent record. <laughs> Goes with you everywhere. This is going to be on your permanent record. You won't have to worry about it, of course, until the next election. Yeah. But anyway, down oh, now down 280 points. Talking this morning uh, about a gentleman who uh, had written an email yesterday asking about whether or not he would suggest that Idaho, specifically the Treasure Valley, would still be a good, good place to uh, move from. He is sick and tired of the politics in Oregon. He lives near Eugene in Coburg, Oregon. Um, he says he's very, very conservative. Says it's challenging, more and more challenging every day to live in Oregon with the politics that are going on there. He's listening to KBOI for the last three years. He streamed us for the last three years, and he says, by the way we talk about Idaho, he sounds like it's a wonderful place, but he's concerned about people complaining about the growth, traffic, water use, things like that. So he's wondering, is it still a good place that we would encourage him to go? I I gave him my email back, but I thought, you know what? Let's talk about this on the radio. I have my opinions, but what are your opinions? Would you encourage this person to come to Idaho? Kenny and Meridian, you've been uh, staying on the line there for a long time. Appreciate you uh, holding on. You're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning to you. How are you? <laughs> uh, we're fine. I was doing better before you started singing, but I digress. You know, I love Idaho. It's a great place to raise kids. Um, it's still probably one of the safest places to raise your kids. Um, I love it. I don't like the growth. I don't like the traffic. But all in all, it's a great place. And if this guy carries, then he's more than welcome to come up. If you don't want to carry, he can't come up. Carry's done, you know. Well, he, so, he, he, didn't, he didn't say that, but it sounds like he does carry, as in his own weight. He's, <laughs> right? been, he's been a volunteer firefighter for the last 10 years, so it sounds like, sounds like yeah. he does carry his own weight. I don't know if he carries a gun, yeah. but he does it's say true. he's very, very conservative, so I would uh, probably lean towards the fact that he probably <laughs> does. So thank you for the call. Appreciate it. You're welcome, guys. Jamie writes in and says, since Oregon is so liberal, I'm sure there are more menstruating males per capita than there are here. It's a safe haven, like Idaho is becoming for the rad right. Plus, bonus to the boyfriend that can come up with a tampon. Those machines are always empty. <laughs> that would be a backup system. Wouldn't it? <laughs> there aren't any in here. See if you can find one in yours. <laughs> 
Uh, we have some funny listeners. Um, another email in says, Chris and Mike, thanks for the good daily content. If this gentleman is extremely conservative, then we should assume that his family is probably mega. Now, wait a minute. I, he didn't say extremely conservative. He said very, very conservative. That's different than extremely conservative. And you're also assuming that his yeah. family is mega. But now moving on, assuming man. Yeah, probably an election denier, possibly a book burner, probably likes Marjorie Taylor Greene in politics. Do we really want someone who believes that January 6th assault on the Capitol was needed to keep Trump in power? Do we want Trump in power? I'm not saying all conservatives believe these things, but you must assume an extremely conservative is believing these things, and Idaho is better than that. No, when you assume, it just makes an ass out of you. So I don't assume anything. Now, he, everything he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't really tell us too many of his conservative beliefs, except to just label them conservative. And he so all, these things he, could he be true. He doesn't like politics or, in, in Oregon. Yeah, That's all those, we know from him. Those things could be true, or you know, he could be. Yeah. Uh, he you know he could just be conservative and like somebody else besides Trump. You never know. Clay Out West says, I've lived in six states since 1997 when we moved here to Idaho. We left Washington State to move here. As much as we loved the Cascades and had many friends, we saw the political writing on the wall. Man in Eugene, Oregon has every right to move here, and he doesn't have to prove anything to KBOI listeners. That's true. Oh, and we're not saying he has to prove anything to KBOI listeners. We just ask, what would you tell him? What would you say to him? I I, I wrote a nice email back to him saying, I would, if I were him, I would be moving here like three years ago. He doesn't have to prove anything to us at all. A lot lot of people, I would say, if you move around a lot and you're not happy anywhere, that could be inside you and not not the environment you're moving into. On the other hand, he said he'd lived for 59 years in Coburg. So, you know, he's not exactly a nomad. No. So chances are he's been very happy there, but thinks he might even be happier here. Susan in Caldwell, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi, just a comment about our gentleman in Eugene. Actually, he's going to actually physically move here as a senior. I'm sure he's going to lose his lunch when he gets the news that he gets to pay 6% sales tax on his groceries, which he does not do in Oregon. And I did look up our public golf courses because I live over here in Canyon County, and I see from Purple Sage to Centennial, then through CUNA and Meridian, and all the way to Boise, we have a lot of courses, and I looked up Eugene, they have like two. So we outnumber wow. their public courses, of course. And I did look up, you know, the counties in eastern Oregon that think they want to be part of greater Idaho. Their median age is a good 10 to 12 years older than our median age here in Idaho. So our age is 32, and theirs is in the mid-40s, which is telling me that we've got a lot of uh, retirees who are yearning to be in the conservative Idaho uh, grasp, but I don't think they're going to enjoy paying, you know, grocery sales tax. Really, I don't. It's good to get the pluses and the minuses out there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what is it? Keep thinking that way. Or, yeah. I mean, in Oregon... Um because I, I have uh, kids that lived in Washington, and they would shop in Oregon because they didn't have to pay sales tax, but they lived in they Washington right? because they didn't have to pay income tax. Yeah. So here in Idaho, you have both. So, I mean, is that, is they sound, that worth they sound it like to give up? Rolling Stones. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking that a lot of people who are living on their you know retirement or fixed income are just going to have a 
state of sticker shock if they come over here, you know, with the idea that, you know, yes, we have so many pluses in Idaho, but it is different from what they're used to. Yeah, true. In that, in yeah. that sense, you know. Thank you. Appreciate the call. And when you move Thank here, you. when you move here, you're also not required to um, partake in marijuana. I think in Oregon, it's by law you have to use no, marijuana. I don't think so. No, still a choice. Is it still a place? Are you, it's, are you sure? It's, you, it's still part of America, and America is still a place. Where I we thought have that was a new bill in the Oregon legislature of, this year. Freedom right? of choice. You must partake in some sort of marijuana. I'll have to look no. that up. <laughs> Yeah, By yeah, the way, yeah, do not before you to. write cards and letters, I'm being sarcastic. Uh, oh. Another email, Mike at KBY.com says, see, I know you know I'm being sarcastic, Chris. Yeah. But you know there are going to be people that don't get my sarcasm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're an idiot if you think they you remember, make you smoke marijuana well, you in Oregon. The, you remember the Rush Limbaugh show? Almost everything he said was sarcastic for long periods of time. And he would say, and if, if you read a, a, a transcript of what he said and didn't understand the, the sarcasm, you might have thought he was extremely liberal. Yeah. Because he'd be like, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> but that's not what he meant. Uh, another email, Mike, at KBOI.com. I recommend this man and his family move to Idaho. We are transplants from liberal California. We're very thankful every day we made the move, not just because of political frustrations, but because the people of Idaho are generally friendly and welcoming. Yes, there is a growth and pain as a result, but good people are good people and should always be welcome. And there are a certain number of people here, like there are everywhere, who are apolitical, meaning they don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, your politics are your own, and they might complain about the taxes, but uh, that's about it. A few weeks ago, we met the uh, gentleman who had moved here from Seattle area, and he specifically was another person that said he specifically moved because he couldn't stand the politics. Yeah. He said the biggest difference was when he votes here, the next day he looks at the newspaper and people he voted for won. <laughs> he said that had never happened before. The other thing, and maybe we take this for granted because I don't overly view here in the Treasure Valley or in Idaho specifically that people seem way more friendly than a lot of other places that I travel. But, I mean, there's an email that said that, and the the gentleman that told us that he moved from Seattle also said the same thing. He said he thought that he was in a version of the Truman Show when he first got here because everybody was waving and smiling at him, (laughs) and he had never seen that in Seattle before. He thought it had to be a put-on of some sort. Yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless phone lines are open if you want to weigh in. We'll take a quick break right here. Uh, Come back with more of your phone calls and emails if you want to get through. They are open right now. You can also call us toll-free, 1-800-529-5264. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 919, phone lines open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Terry writes in, anyone who winds about 6% sales tax here in Idaho should go on Zillow and look at the property taxes charged in Oregon. They border on confiscatory. Kevin, Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning. Hey, excuse my throat's kind of wonky hey the the guy in from oregon talked about moving to idaho i would say this what are you willing to do we don't need any more people that are uh just not doing anything 
just want to come here and enjoy the supposed conservative values that I at least used to have, but they're not willing to do anything about it to step up and make their voice heard and get involved in the political system. You got to step up and do something about it or just stay in Oregon. So when you say do something about it, what are you talking? Are you talking just voting? Get involved. Getting involved, like running for something? Possibly speaking out, uh, making their voice heard, like you're not down with this transgender wokeism for the St. Luke's pushing. One, one thing conservatives tend to be good at in politics is keeping things from changing, and he would maybe be active in that. Well, you would hope so, but there's a lot of people that are sitting on their butt, and, and Idaho, in my opinion, is under attack. So... What are we going to do about it? You know, I mean, people want to go about their business. They don't want to talk politics. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have conservative values, but they don't. They don't make them their voice heard. Well, you know what they say: when all is said and done, more is said than done. <laughs> yes. Thank That's you, Kevin. The yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, one of your previous callers was incorrect. We actually do have perfect places to live here in Idaho. I have two public golf courses within 20 minutes of me. We have absolutely everything we need and want. Not going to say exactly where, but I promise you that it exists, Dan. Oh, thanks, Dan. Go ahead and rub it in. You live in a perfect place and then won't share where that perfect place is. <laughs> I don't think it was a caller. I think it was me. I was the one who said that we're not perfect. Tim said the municipal golf course you play is not funded by your fees. You are being subsidized by taxpayers. Why should I pay taxes to fund your game? How do you know where I play? That's creepy, Dan. Well, I, th- I think he's just, he means municipal golf courses in general. But, like, oh. like in, in Twin Falls, they had one called the Twin Falls Municipal Golf Course. Mm-hmm. I know there are um, a few city-owned courses. Warm Springs, for instance, um, is a city-owned course. Quail Hollow is a part of the uh, same organization that owns the Warm Springs golf course. I don't know how much. The fact that there are municipal courses that are owned by the city doesn't necessarily mean that they're taxpayer-funded, however. True. Jan writes in. It says his biggest adjustment is going from 30,000 population to almost half a million in our valley. I lived in Eugene for a while. That's Jan and Boise. You you probably mean Coburg because Eugene has 175,000 people. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, Boise has grown much quicker. When I first moved here, Eugene was much larger than Boise. Mm-hmm. Um, Nevada, Reno, Nevada, you, for instance, was much larger than Boise. You moved to the Valley in 1989, and the population of Meridian was about 9,000. Yeah, well, it's over 120,000 now, yeah. I think. Um, N- Nampa, which, by the way, was also around, was less than 9,000, is now over 110,000. I think they're no, up to about 112,000. Actually, Nampa was about 40,000. Was it 40,000 yeah. at that time? Um, but both of those two cities, uh, Nampa continues to be not just the fastest. Eagle city in idaho but one of the fastest growing cities in the nation right e- now. eagle was about three thousand at that time and it's uh considerably more what is eagle i well it depends on i, th- I think i i remember reading if they um end up finishing yeah. up ad- adding avamore that adds twenty two thousand more people to 
the city of Eagle. So I think Eagle, they would they would go to close to forty thousand. Yeah, I think, Eagle also. has thirty two thousand now. And like I said, it has thirty two thousand. About thirty years ago, it had about three thousand. Yeah, so thirty two thousand now. If they end up um, incorporating Avamore to Eagle, that would add about another twenty two thousand. So that would be that many. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised by that myself. I Holy didn't know there God. was that many people living out there. Rick and Nampa, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, speaking of Nampa, I'm I'm in Nampa, and uh, just wanted to give you guys a call. I've been, I, you know, I listen to you guys quite often, and um, I just wanted to share maybe what I thought was one of the big positives of living here compared to where I was from, which was uh, the northwest part of Illinois, and because uh, I, I hear people, you know, they'll talk about the property taxes and such and but when i came here my tax my property ta- i lived in a small rural community and the taxes that that i paid uh are um, a f- the, the taxes that i pay here are a fraction of what we paid back in the midwest i mean it was like i figured it out i've lived here for eight years now and i've saved over fifty thousand dollars in property taxes since i moved out of the state of illinois wow so yeah, I mean, I went. I had a house that was worth about one hundred and fifty-two thousand. It was a beautiful new newer home, and uh, the taxes on that thing were over six thousand dollars a year. And I came here, and my taxes were a third. Hmm. And then, so when I hear people talk about, you know, all oh, the taxes are high here, I go, oh Lord, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go to the Midwest, and you'll you'll find that that you got it really good here. Well, I think it's one to share. Yeah, I appreciate that. that. And by the way, do you do you call your friends uh, that are still living back there in Illinois and rub it in? <laughs> well, well, my friends have gone out of there, but I'm I'm actually going back there in a couple of weeks. Going to go back and uh, see some family. I guess still have three brothers there. So yeah, so I'm going. I'm still. It's it's still home, but it's just you know, it's just it was it was a good move for yeah. us. Hey, I wanted to tease you guys too. I just was. I, I have another inquisitive thought. There were new hosts. I think he's retired. Is it? Is it Paul J? Is it my saying it correct? Is yes, it, Paul J. Paul? Snyder. Yes. Yeah, he worked here yeah. for like fifty I've always, years. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to talk to him. He moved here. I was listening to one of his radio shows, and he was commenting about something, and then he referred back to his hometown, Freeport. which was Freeport, Illinois, and right. that's where I'm from. Oh, I was born and raised in Freeport. And uh, I thought, how ironic is that? And there's quite a few people here from Freeport that I've met. And uh, but anyway, I was just always kind of curious if he's still around. He's still here, and I just kind of wanted to tease him and get his back. Still is still in Boise. He's uh, he's uh, eighty and he's uh, retired and enjoying life. Still comes into the radio station about once every week too. Yeah, yeah. Well, just just tease him because our high school mascot were the pretzels, the Freeport. Uh, so I, you, I will definitely tease him about I, that. I do like free pretzels. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Wow, what a mascot. Pretzels. I guess that's a way not to offend anybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> you're the pretzels. Well, we can't really complain if, about that. If, if you're a show-off, it means you would have too much mustard on you. <laughs> 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. Back to your phone calls and emails next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 9.34, it is 71 degrees outside. 
Dow now down 250 points across the board. Standard & Poor is down. NASDAQ is down. Oil, there's a lot of red today. NASDAQ is down. Uh, pretty much everything across the board is red. You'd have to go to single stocks. NVIDIA is still up. Man, it's up over 100% in the last couple of weeks. Talk about bad timing for me. You know why it, it's up that much? Because I didn't buy any. Yeah, That's same, same here. Now, if you and I were to go today and say, I think there's still room for NVIDIA to go up, uh, you would immediately drop about 50%, right? <laughs> if only. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, huge thank you to everybody who's written and called in. I didn't think we would still be talking about this an hour later, um, but we got a nice uh, email, if you're just tuning in this morning, from a gentleman and his family is tired of the politics in Oregon, and instead of trying to vote to move Oregon to Idaho, he is uh, voting to move his family to Idaho. A L- little bit different. He doesn't want to move the uh, state lines. But um, he, he says he's very, very conservative. He has four kids. He's raising four kids. He's 59 years old. He's uh, into uh, he's a home builder and also a 10-year volunteer member of the volunteer fire department. And he's just wondering. He had, he had asked me, and I thought I would bring it up to all of our listeners if he thought it was a good idea. If he still continued to move here, he keeps hearing complaints from a lot of people uh, about how Idaho is growing and the growth is causing growing pains. And uh, he just wants to know if it's still a good idea, if this is still a great place to live. Brett in uh, Star, thanks for being patient. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Good morning. So I was, I was listening to you guys talk, and uh, I want to clarify the golf course debate because i've been in the golf business for over 30 years and i'm actually a pga professional here in the valley for over 20 and, okay. uh, where, where do you teach just just out of curiosity brett uh spurring the club at spurring okay so there's four classifications of golf courses there's muni muni municipal public private and resort so when you think of resort in Idaho, it's pretty much Sun Valley and uh, Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jug Mountain is trying to get that classification as a resort. And then you have the privates, like here in the Treasure Valley, the big three, Hillcrest, Crane Creek, and Spurwing. And then you have publics like Banbury. They're privately owned, but they're public. They're open to anyone. And then municipals, like you said, the um, Warm Springs, Quail, they're owned by the city. And so... Nowadays, since golf is so popular, um, they're not funded by taxpayer dollars. Back in the day, if you did have a shortfall, you, they would be subsidized, which people would always get so upset. But it was always the debate of you need amenities in the city. So it's the same as parks. You're actually under the park and rec department when you work at a municipal course. You're actually a, a park and right. rec employee. And you answer to the mayor and the city council, and it's a city course. So if there's a downfall, a shortfall, but every every city course has a budget, and you have capital improvement budget things like that. So hopefully, if you need improvements, it comes out of what that. A great point. situation that would be. What do you do? I work for the government. Well, what what do you do for the government? I play golf. <laughs> well, it is it is one of the it is one of the better jobs because you do get into their their uh, health care and right. their retirement system. That's so I'm cool. Part of Percy in Idaho, if uh-huh. you're a city, very interesting city employee, which which I've worked at pretty much all three different types. And which, there's pros okay, and which, cons to all of them. Which is which has been your favorite? Uh, I, I would say the, pretend pretend the, like your bosses might not be listening right now. <laughs> my bosses are listening. It's definitely the private. <laughs> you, get, you get you get to know you get to know them on a more intimate level. All the members. <laughs> 
And well, uh, it's definitely the 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 best. It's, I mean, because people that are paying money to be a private member, like you said, it's not it's not cheap in the valley. They are they are the they are true golfers. They, they probably it, they live it. Probably tend not to tear up the place too. Well, let's no, not there's, get, there's, let's there's, not get crazy. I, 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 yeah, you know, I've played Spurwing before, and I take some really big divots out there. <laughs> but, by the way, Brett, uh, yeah. where do you where do you work out there at, at Spurwing? Do you work in the club uh, clubhouse? No, I'm the director of instruction. So okay, I teach. that's well, all I do. I may see so, you out there Friday. I got an invite to play in the member guest uh, coming yes, up this Friday. So Mike, lo- love yeah. to say hi. So, Stop by the. I'm in that little teaching building, the studio out there. All right. I'll see you guys every morning when I take my son to school. So God you guys do bless great. you, Brett, and the fine work you do. Keep it up. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. He'll, he'll be the guy who walks up to you and says, oh, here's what you're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much pretty much anybody who watched me swing can, can say, here's what you're doing wrong, and, and they would be correct. Um, but uh, interesting, because I played golf my entire life, and that was a good explanation of the differences between private well, did you know Warm Springs, uh, uh, like in Quail Hollow, were munis? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I knew that. The city took them over, I want to say, like seven, seven, eight years ago. I may be off on the timing, but the city uh, took those over here not not too long ago. Um, the same with um, Centennial and Ridgecrest. They're, they're you're municipals like, also. They just, the city just took over a few years ago. You're like me if you say seven or eight years ago. It could be 1992. <laughs> Um, oh, it was 31 years ago. Okay, well, fine. Another email in uh, says, if Idaho is so conservative, why are we never listed with Florida or Texas as conservative states? Where are you? Um, we are list- we're the second most conservative state that there is. By the way, we way get, more we get, conservative than Texas. We get listed a lot with, say, Montana, Wyoming, Oklahoma, places more like that. Yeah, if you think Idaho is less conservative than Texas, you haven't been to Texas. Um, Texas and Florida get talked about because they have a lot more people than we do. Three years ago, Florida was considered liberal. If that gives you any idea on the, how the politics have changed just over the last five or six years, three years ago, that was considered a legal or a legal, a liberal bastion when it came to elections. Not so much anymore. Part of that got changed in the uh, governor race. When DeSantis won, what, by 70% of the vote? So now it's considered more red than blue. But it wasn't very long ago. It was a blue state. Texas isn't even close to as conservative as Idaho is. And the reason being, your two biggest cities are very liberal in Texas, as most states have when it comes to big cities. There are parts in Texas that are noisier about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't, and, and I don't mean to say that Texas, for the most part, you know, the entire state is conservative, but they're not near as conservative no, like as Idaho Austin's is. Austin's not that conservative. Austin is very liberal. Dallas is very liberal. Austin's like Davis, Boulder, Eugene. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Boise, for that matter, not mm. quite as liberal, but still. When you you would consider Boise now more liberal than conservative, wouldn't you? This, I'm talking specific just, city itself, not the area. I'm I was talking, just I was just naming hippie towns. <laughs> I'm talking about specific politics within the city, mm. and and the reason why I say that is most people serving on the city council and the mayor 
although it's supposed to be oh, that's funny non or nonpartisan, Mark, it's still Mark, considered liberal. Mark just wrote in and said you weren't naming hippie towns; you were naming bicycle towns. <laughs> isn't that well, the well, close? Same thing, isn't it? Kim and Meridian, good morning. You're on News Talk KPOI. Of course, you guys get me when I just fill my mouthful of food. How's it going, guys? <laughs> well, I can put you your back on hold if you want. No, that's quite all right. I can talk with my mouthful. All right. Then what, you won't recognize me. First, first Anyways, of all, Kim, what are you eating this morning? Um, A breakfast bar. <laughs> okay. I, I thought maybe you were okay. eating bacon and I could tell your politics then. Oh, no, honey. If I could make bacon right now, I would have made it. Trust me. <laughs> Everything's better with bacon and butter. God Hello. bless you and the fine work you do, too. You betcha. I am calling the, for the gentleman who texted you whether or not moving to Idaho from Oregon was a good idea because of the politics. My husband and I moved here two years ago because we couldn't handle the politics in Oregon anymore. We, because we are conservatives, we got egged, we got toilet papered, we got our tires slashed, and all kinds of things wow. because they knew we were voting for Trump. Even though we didn't put a sign, this is the first time in any election we did not put a sign in our yard. So my husband finally said, okay, we're moving. And I said, great, we're moving to Boise. <laughs> we're moving to Idaho. I don't care. And it took, uh, he, I mean, he lived in Oregon for 58 years. So it took me a little while to talk him into it. Wow. But after that election, we moved here, have no regrets whatsoever well, see that yes, sounds like the guy it sounds like the guy that wrote us from coburg i mean he is 59 and he's never lived anywhere but coburg apparently right and my husband never lived anywhere except at a suburb of portland thank you very much which which so, uh, one which one um happy valley okay um um but we um yeah so hey come on over to idaho yes you guys are having growing pains, but you guys have the control, it seems like, the government control that is helping you keep the values that you have here, as far as I know. And Kim, Kim, it's, it's keep, nicer Kim you live here yes, now. Sir. Keep the values that we have we here have, now. You're right. We, we have here yeah, now. You're an Idahoan now. Keep in mind that we have these values. You bet you we do, and I'm trying very hard to keep the conservative values here. All right. So, but, uh, yeah, you guys have a great state. I'm hoping it stays that way with all of us transplants who are now claiming to be Idahoans. And, I mean, this, yep, it's so much better than Oregon. All right, Kim. (laughs) Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, We'll let you go so you can get back to your breakfast. Thank you so very much. We'll talk to you again. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, Bruce and Loman, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Bruce. Yeah, I uh, just want to invite the fella to move on over. Uh, come on up to Boise County and uh, Loman especially. We need volunteer firefighters. Oh, cool. <laughs> and lots of them. So come on. <laughs> Look at that. The guy guy hasn't even moved here yeah. yet, and he's got a job on you, You've had volunteer. There you go. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you've had uh, firefighters jumping we, out of the sky, too, at times up there. Well, yeah, that's true, but uh, no, we need uh, firefighters in our uh, fire department at Loman, and uh, I just caught that that he was 59, but that's all right. I'm going to turn 68 in a few days, so 
He's a youngster. I'm curious. Uh, thank you for the call. I'm curious. He's 59. He says he has four kids. I'm curious how old his four kids are. Hmm. So even though he's 59, which you'd go, oh, he's got to be close to retirement age. Um, if you have four kids, you know, that are still going to school, you're probably not close to retirement age, I would guess, as of yet. But maybe his kids are all older. I don't know. He did not say. He didn't say if his kids were going to be moving with him either. So who knows? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I know we need to take a break here. I just wanted to quickly, um, I, I had read that email about why uh, if Idaho is so conservative, are we never listed with Florida and Texas? There was a little more of that. It says we have Brad Little, Mayor, Mayor McLean, and much as you deny it, we have CRT, social emotion learning, drag queen efforts, Pride Month, etc. We are well on our way to losing our conservatism. And every state, if has our it. state doesn't wake up, but every state has that stuff. And as I said, Brad Little and our uh, state Secretary of State McCrane are rhinos in power that are going to bring it about. Um, I, I, I can't answer. Brad Little is not a rhino. He is a conservative. And, and the reason I say that, and I can very easily say that, is you just look at his policies that he has had the entire time that he has been in office, that he was lieutenant governor, that he ran on. Um, those are conservative. Now, he may not be as conservative as you would like him to be, which is fair, but I would never call him a Republican in name only. You can, but... You would be wrong. What you want to do is maybe write us back and tell us who is Republican enough for you and who's too Republican for you. There you go. Give us a list. Teresa, stay right where you're at. Holding on. I promise we're going to get to you right after this. Need to take one more break. Final segment on the way. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Still, I'm uh, really surprised how many people... The part that surprised me, not just the number of people who have called and texted and emailed in this morning, uh, because I didn't think we'd be talking about this for a whole hour. Uh, The surprise to me is not one person yet has said, stay the hell out of here. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I I really did think that some we would get a few saying, no, Idaho is full. Even if you're conservative, we don't necessarily need you here. Well, there have been a couple that said, come here and less, and then... Yeah, he'll lend a few things. Um, another email, Mike at KBY.com says, I would tell this gentleman to move here as soon as possible. Sounds like he is a productive member of society with the same beliefs as most Idahoans. The more people like that in Idaho, the better. Jan wrote back and uh, had said something about being from a community of 30,000 and uh, th- that she used to live near Eugene. But yeah, Coburg is the one that's 30,000. Eugene is more. And uh, Jan says, just saying the beautiful small town of Coburg was just a drive north of Eugene. True. They're very close. Yeah. This is the difference, like I said, and the reason why I know the size of Eugene and Boise and Reno, what I mentioned a little bit earlier and how much it's grown, is that when I first started uh, working at Magic 93.1, see, we're 93.1 right now, Yeah, uh, FM, but I started working there uh, at Magic 93.1, and at the time, our company owned stations in Eugene, Boise, and Reno, Nevada. 
And at that time, we were the smallest market. We were market 160 at that time. Eugene, if I remember right, was market 140, and Nevada was like 125, 130. Reno, Reno Nevada. was. Yeah. yeah. And now, Reno and Eugene um, are not even in the top 100, and I think Idaho is now 90 biggest mar- market. So we've, we've seen a 70 market jump since 1991, 92, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely crazy if that gives you the idea of growth one of the fastest growing um cities and areas when i say city it's it's the boise metro but basically the treasure valley we were only at about four hundred thousand people in the treasure valley we're up to eight hundred thousand so it's doubled in that time and it's expected within the next 10 to 15 years to be over a million people here in the treasure valley so if if we're going to get to over a million people i have no problem with that final 200,000 people being conservatives, like the person if from... You, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and apparently that's true. Um, another uh, couple of text messages in this morning. Uh, James from Elvis says, The problem with conservatives from other states like Oregon, California, or Washington is that they're not conservative for Idaho. I don't know. This guy sounds kind of conservative for, for Idaho, too. But I get your point, and I understand that people, people in California, Washington, and Oregon specifically think that they're very conservative because they compare themselves to the other liberals, and they go, "Oh, I'm conservative compared to that." Yeah. Then they come to Idaho and go, "Well, maybe I'm more in the middle." Because when you move to Idaho, you're might be a little bit different. Well, it's like I said. I mean, I get accused of being liberal here a lot simply because quite often I'm trying to explain both sides of an issue. And yet my cousins in Portland, I think, think I'm a right-wing lunatic. <laughs> Mega Republican. <laughs> because compared to them, that's pretty yeah, much, you yeah. know. Uh, Robin writes in, uh, I was always the one who hates to see out-of-state license plates, especially California and Oregon. But when I talk to some of these people who have moved to the, from these states, their reasons are politics, and I feel for them. I think that to many people, including myself, uh, feel that they bring liberal-leaning politics with them. I do know one of them in my neighborhood that is a Cali liberal and is outspoken about it, but most of the transplants are moving away from the craziness. Sad part about Boise is it very liberal, in my opinion. It's the outlying communities that are more conservative. That's from Robin. Probably not too wrong there, Robin. Thanks for the phone calls and emails. Appreciate it. Uh, you want to continue uh, to email us? We can get to some of those uh, once again, talk about it tomorrow morning. Other than that, we're on a 20-hour break. Have yourself a great day, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.